Thank you for joining us for Revive the Drive, a ministry of the Bethany Fellowship of Churches. We live in a world where time is a precious commodity. One of the avenues for reviving our souls is the necessary commute to and from the many places our schedules take us. As the wheels of the car begin to turn, join our panel and set the wheels of your mind in motion as you consider the significance and impact of theology on everyday life. Let's listen in as our pastors talk theology. Well, thank you for listening to Revive the Drive. Uh, this is Rich Burkle, and I'm here with other pastors, Daniel Bennett and Art Georges. And this session of Revive the Drive uh, deals with the topic of how to become equipped for ministry. Mm. We've been talking about ministry in the local church, why it's the responsibility of every member, uh, why the church is so central to ministry, to connecting to God's eternal purpose for us in ministry. And today we want to talk about how to become equipped. So, uh, Daniel and Art, imagine you have someone who has bought all that we've been selling here, that, that <laughs> the church is important, that ministry's awesome, but they're thinking to themselves, I, I don't know how to use the gifts. I don't know what gifts I have. I don't know how to use them. What can I do to be equipped to fulfill God's design for me to bring him glory? Mm. There's so much that we could we could talk about during these these 20 minutes or so, and and so maybe might be helpful for us to kind of throw out a couple things and then kind of mm-hmm. flush flush those out a little bit. I think of Acts six as as an example of a time where the church had a need and how the church responded there. In Acts chapter six, the disciples are increasing in number, and the the Hellenists. Uh, complain because their widows are being neglected in the daily distribution of foods. And so what what does the church do? The church uh, leadership comes together. They get everybody together and say, okay, uh, we have this ministry that we're engaged in, and so we have a need for other people to be engaged in ministry. So uh, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. We'll devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And so that please the whole gathering. They chose Stephen, a man of full of faith and of the Holy Spirit and Philip. And he goes on and he talks about the people they set before the apostles and the apostles prayed and laid their hands on them. And, and there's, there's really a, a great progression there. There's uh, you see, first of all, there's a need, there's a need that exists within the church, a need that the people who are currently serving can't meet. And so some, you know, sometimes a person says, well, I want to help in the church and I want to do that really cool ministry that someone else is already doing. Mm-hmm. And we say, well, what's, what, what's the need and then mm. how does the leadership recognize the needs that exist within the church? Yeah. And how does the Holy Spirit work in in, his, in, the, in recognizing my gifts in a ministry through other people? And how does how does the church equip me and put me in that ministry? So there's there's several steps there that I think we see yeah. through this passage and other passages. Yeah, throughout the book I Acts. think uh, um, so I was thinking through this session, I was thinking one of the things that I would want to do with a person – that uh, came to me asking that same question, how can I be equipped, is I'd want to first make them aware of the nature of spiritual gifts. And we've talked about this in a couple of the prior sessions, um, that the focus is the glory of Christ, and that often uh, emanates itself in loving others. And so I was thinking about uh, nailing down the whole Philippians 2 issue, do nothing from selfishness, or empty conceit, and as you said, that I want to do that ministry, and I want to because and and oftentimes there can be early on this 
thought, okay, well, this is about me doing something that I want to do. No, it's about you ministering to others for the glory of Christ and for their good. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians 12 that each gift is given to each person for the common good. And so there's this idea that it's no longer about the individual, but the body. So would you say God tailors your gift for the assembly in which he's placed you? And, and, and how do you yeah. how do you recognize yeah, that? Yeah, I do. I, I, but yet even more fundamentally, just to underscore the principle that, listen, okay, there's going to be great joy when you minister according to your giftedness. Mm-hmm. Understand that that's a given. But mm-hmm. the question is, how is this a benefit to others? How How are you... How are you using your giftedness for the good of others? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I think of the the letter to Second Timothy because you know Timothy was a, a guy who needed encouraged and and he certainly had had been equipped. There was a process. Need encouraged to continue in that equipping and then in the exercise of that gift. And so first, we recognize that it's possible for a gift to uh, be. Um, well, Paul's words to be fanned into a flame, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and so we, it's possible for a gift to kind of have a be on the the low setting of the, of the stove temperature, mm-hmm. uh, and then it's possible to do some things that really yeah. fan that gift into a flame, so yeah. that it becomes a burning passion and zeal, and and um, you know, the, I think the second chapter it has a number of principles there that connect to your your thoughts about Philippians too. Um, of humility and the focus on love for others, service to others, and and the glory of Christ. But the first thing he says is, uh, you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that's in Christ Jesus. So we cannot be equipped if we don't have an intense communion and fellowship with the Lord Jesus. That's so good. And we need to be strengthened by his grace because this is not something within us. It's, It's not a a seminary course or a Bible mm-hmm. college course we take, and then okay, I got this. Now I'm re- I'm ready. It it begins with a life because it's the sharing of the life of God with others. Yeah. It's not the sharing of my life and my information and my knowledge and and my experience with you. It's mm-hmm. a sharing of a real life of Christ. And if we don't have that life, yeah. or if that life's grown diminished over the course of our time, then then we won't be strengthened. And then he he gives this process about you've you've heard uh, me share. In the presence of many witnesses, and now take that and pass it on other. That that it's very personal. So whatever equipping means for the people, for us, it's very personal. Mm. We have to get, connect with other people who know. And then he talks about the commitment. He says you got to be a good soldier and set aside yeah. civilian affairs. And I I think that a lot of people want to be equipped as sort of ministry on the side. Here's what's important to me. You know yeah. my hobbies. Uh, you know the. The baseball leagues, the you know whatever else that that's really first of importance. Uh, yeah. You can't, you, you yeah. really can't be equipped until you say, no. This is while there are other things that are part of my life. This is my driving passion, passion, so that I'm not entangled yeah. by these civilian affairs. And and then lastly, I would say, you know, this passage says. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, one who rightly handles the word of truth. Um, so our our depth of understanding Scripture is absolutely essential for every kind of service so that we can be a worker that's approved unto God. And, and I actually even like the, the next phrase as well. It seems so very practical. It says, but avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead you 
uh, it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. That that boy, there, there's ways that we're going to sabotage our own equipping if we if we give in to these kinds of conversations with others. Yeah. So there, there's there's positive things we do to equip ourselves. There's submission. There's uh, prayer, seeking out the Lord. And then there's there's things that could derail us in that process of of trying to to do the ministry to which God has has called us and trusted us. Uh, just kind of going on that same theme there, Rich, in Second Timothy two, just a few verses later, verse twenty two. So you know, and therefore, flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. And so there's there's things that a person who's going to be equipped for ministry must also avoid as they think about uh, pursuing what God has entrusted to them. That's so funny how you read that, Daniel. You trailed off at the end when usually I'm going for that end, that they might be granted repentance and escape the snare of the devil. It was kind of interesting how you did that, and you're much uh, more gracious than I am. Um, I, I think Maybe I'm about, not as excited about yeah. people I don't like escaping the snare. No, I so <laughs> I think about also just in the equipping process, trying it out, trying to use that ministry giftedness that you thought that the Lord had called you to. I remember – uh, in 98, 1998, going down to the women's uh, shelter to preach and uh, so impassioned to do what I thought God was calling mm-hmm. me to do and preparing a message, and uh, boy, it didn't go very well. <laughs> and, you know, uh, the Lord has a way of continuing to confirm and to mm-hmm. straighten out your desires. And I remember leaving thinking, oh, that didn't go, and I'm thinking about leaving my job to go get equipped to <laughs> go into ministry, and that just didn't go as well. And then this uh, homeless man walked through the door of this restaurant that we went to afterwards, and I thought, I wonder if he knows Christ. And and, and it made me realize at that instance, you know what, Art, it's not about you. It's about Mm -hmm. the gospel of Jesus Christ, the glory of Christ, other people coming into contact with that. And so uh, God has a way of uh, straightening out our motives as we're exploring our giftedness. Yeah, That's, that's right. You know, as as we think about that letter in in Second uh, Timothy, it it is it is absolutely essential that we have a real living, vibrant faith. It's essential that we have a deep commitment then to Christ and and to His service. It's it's essential that we connect with other people. That's how we get equipped. Uh, whether it's uh, getting connected with pastors and teachers in the church, or just other skilled, mature, godly men and women who are doing the work and coming alongside of them and learning from them. And it's absolutely essential that uh, we we root ourselves deeply in Scripture. Um, I, I love that as two verses at the end of chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, all Scripture is God-breathed mm. and profitable. It's profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, training in righteousness, uh, so that the man of God might be competent, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And, mm-hmm. and you know, we... we uh, um, for most things, equipping uh, is a lot of instruction f- from sort of a human authority, um, and and in 
in the church, though, our equipping really is from God. While God uses other people, it's an equipping by God, by his spirit. And that's kind of exciting about yeah. the equipping process, that yeah. God's spirit does that. Rich, I'd like to go back to your comment about uh, the the commitment to ministry as you're being equipped. And I uh, was watching with uh, my youngest son this uh, documentary on Michael Jordan when he made his transition from basketball to baseball in 93. And, um, you know, rightly so, he was probably proclaimed to be the greatest athlete at that point in time and had dominated national, the NBA. But he made a determination after the death of his father to to realize his father's dream of playing professional baseball. But there were a lot of people that were angry about that because they thought, who does he think he is just trying to step into the major league baseball scene? But the one thing that they said on this documentary is that Michael Jordan was the most coachable person as he was making that transition. He would go to the field earlier. He would stay afterwards for batting practice, for all kinds of coaching. And is that the same type of approach that we take towards ministry as we're seeking to be equipped? Yeah. Will we let others speak into our ministry? Yep. Will we let others refine our gifts? Yep. Um, that's such a key part, and I was mentored by just hearing that about Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that illustration helps us to realize, too, that God creates us with different kinds of capacities. Yeah. And, and uh, it's our responsibility not to achieve some external uh, sort of level, so much it is is to be faithful. Yeah. That's that's what we're going to be called to count for is our is our faithfulness. Mm. So, Doctor Burkle, you did your doctoral work on preparing people for for leadership and in ministry. What were some of the things you found? I remember you, you talking about that study, and it seemed really interesting to me. Some of the things you found in terms of what took a person from just kind of yeah. hanging out in the church to being fully engaged in ministry. Yeah, I, I uh, was able to interview about five different church leadership teams and, and ask them questions about how God uh, worked in their life to equip them to be a spiritual leader. And, you know, one of the probably the most interesting um, commonality that, that somewhat surprised me is that uh, they all, almost all of them, got their beginning in spiritual ministry by a, a pastor or a spiritual leader in the church coming up to them and saying something like, hey, uh, we need a we need someone to teach the mm. high school group. Would you teach it? That's good. And they looked at the person. They said, well, I, I've never taught high school before. Well, we need someone. Would you teach it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they felt kind of convicted that they should just jump in. And, and it was through that then, of course, you know, they had no – Experience. They had no training. They they really didn't have much of anything. But it was through that of just jumping in and and exercising faith, and then and then learning as much as they could as they go along, mm. that uh, they became spiritual leaders in the church. And it's just interesting that that was almost every person's testimony. Um, That's good. And it encourages me, first of all, to 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 say, hey, if if you're out there and you see needs, just jump in. Don't feel like you have to. Right. Can have a graduate level degree before you begin. Right, just begin and even do or things that three are tests. beyond you. Yeah, do things that are beyond your competency because that is the way that that God delights to equip us through our recognition that man, I I am way over my head hmm. in in uh, in what 
I'm trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And and it gives us an intensity to to search the scriptures and to get prepared. Yeah. So so that I, I guess that's one of the um, the ideas that came across so clearly to me in in that paper that I wrote. Mm-hmm. So don't wait. Uh, don't wait to get involved. Begin to get involved. Again, from Acts six, we see a need is presented, and in Acts six, the the apostles present the need, but it's it's the it's the full number of disciples that kind of select. And mm-hmm. so maybe there's maybe there's a principle there too that if you're if you are engaged in ministry, you have a responsibility to kind of. Talk to other brothers yep. and sisters in Christ because it can't yep. just be the, the that, pastors or the elders that say, yeah. "Hey, you, 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 that's you it. do this." Yeah. But if everyone is using their relationships to encourage other people to find right. ministries, that, yep. or the ministries that they're in can bring other people along with them, that could yeah. be huge. You know, and but, notice who Timothy was entrusted to teach. He's entrusted to teach faithful men, faithful men who are already proving themselves faithful and doing some of the work of the ministry. Uh, then pour yourself into these men so that they can teach others also. Yeah, one of the applications to to that idea too behind that study is that uh, spiritual leaders are right to aggressively ask others to be involved in things that they're not yet fully equipped to hmm. do. Okay, <laughs> that that um, you know I'm by nature kind of first I don't want to be offensive. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And yet each one of these guys had someone who's really bold in their life who says, I think you need to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and and they would, you know, they said, I don't want to do that. I don't think I'm equipped to do that. I'm afraid to do that. And just, I think you need to do this. And <laughs> and kind of pressed on the this Jonah ministry <laughs> responsibility upon these guys. And I think there's there's some grace in that of, of saying, you know, when we ask people to step into ministry, we're not asking them to do something that's harmful to them. We're asking actually giving them a gift that they don't think they need or want, but will be the greatest joy in their life. That's good. And each one of those guys had, had this glowing look about this person that asked them to do this ministry. Of, this guy asked me to do that, and I told him. <laughs> and at the time, I'm sure they weren't thrilled to be asked. But uh, over their life, they look back at that person and say, that was where it all began. Mm-hmm. That was where my journey of really serving Christ mm-hmm. began. Yeah. Well, I think uh, we are excited to just continue to encourage you to be involved in ministry through the local church. And by that, of course, we don't mean that that you have to be in, involved in a program within the walls of the church, but connect your life to the local church and serve Christ in this world. And there's so many opportunities and ways to do that. Any closing comments, Ben, before we uh, leave this particular focus on yeah, ministry yeah. through the local church? As we close, I was thinking that uh, a lot of what we talked about was uh, focused towards teaching ministries, and and yet there's always opportunities. Uh, many people come to me and they say, you know, Pastor, I don't want to be the front person. I've got the gift of helps. Where can you plug me into? Or even asking people to be plugged into those areas because uh, those are such fundamental foundational uh, areas of ministry as well, just the gift of helps and the areas of helps to make ministries happen. Art, that is such a great point. I think we should cover, I think we should in our next episode talk about different types of ministries that people could be involved in beyond the teaching ministry. Let's do that. Well, thanks for listening to Revive the Drive. We hope we've been an encouragement to you today. God bless you guys.